program everybody you just stepped inside of psychotic bump school the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul my name is dj rome and i want to welcome you to another exciting edition of psychotic bump school so ladies and gentlemen tonight oh we have a very very highly informative program for you this evening so you don't want to miss this lineup this evening so check this out i had a chance once again to check up to uh or catch up to that is uh, dr chase moore Dr. Chase Moore, of course, was here a few weeks ago promoting his book, The Emotion, The Tree and Me. Well, he's now assembled a panel to talk about masculinity in the black community, okay? We're talking about black masculinity. Helping us have this conversation will be Miss T, Don Townsend, and Jerry Marshall. They'll be joining Dr. Chase Moore and I to talk about this fascinating topic. So that's coming up this evening. Also, coronavirus has swept through the world and definitely sweeping through our states. We have congressmen now uh, quarantining themselves like Ted Cruz and Paul Gosar. Uh, they're quarantining themselves and Congress is even wondering if they should even be in session right now. Schools are closing. And so to help us understand what's happening with this pandemic called coronavirus, I'm proud to welcome back from the East Coast, the good brother, Dr. Reggie Robinson. He's gonna be breaking down the particulars of coronavirus, so you don't wanna miss that. Also, uh, on a sad note, but on a celebratory note as well, we're gonna be paying tribute to a jazz giant who just recently passed away. McCoy Tyner was a, oh man, he was a master of the piano. Uh, played with John Coltrane, uh, Elvin Jones. I mean, he was a living uh, embodiment of musical excellence. And to help me pay tribute to him tonight, I'm so excited to have these two guests. You won't believe it. Uh, pianist, beat maker, internationally known, Mark DeClive Lowe is going to be breaking down the life and legacy of McCoy Tyner tonight with us. Also joining us from the long-running jazz radio program on KPFK 90.7 FM, we have Mark Maxwell. Yes, two Marks. <laughs> Mark Maxwell and Mark DeClive Lowe in separate segments, but they're both going to be paying tribute to the late and great jazz legend McCoy Tyner. So it's going to be an incredibly full show. You might want to call your friends and family to the radio or the computer because we are about to set it off. So this is KCWGTheTruth.com. My name is DJ Rome. Welcome to Psychotic Bump School. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back with our first segment with Dr. Reggie Robinson after this. Hey, this is DJ Umami from Oakland, California, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. Simply out of this world by choice, the world's too much for the soul to enjoy. 
focus on the void and I feel it Hoping the depressed ain't give in and give up So listeners, give up your ears, it's your hero From here on, a hero like high I give off, live off my lie, hear my lullaby They itching for a new breath, here's the calamine And I refuse to camouflage with other guys You see my mind is the muse if they head not And I so got them, it's hypnosis of hip hop cause when I talk, they don't just watch, I make them feel it The feelings I'm familiar, a rush of your adrenaline You can pick up a building, you can become a killer If properly scripted, the first one's free Next time I'll be billing ya Q-tip in the queue before you knew tip And before you knew tip, I was tipping strippers properly to poppin' So when you ask me what you know about that Ironically, I'm asking you the same question, partner I am hip-hop Past, present, and future I can rap on some old primo Sound like the present seagull And make it feel like a sequel to the new me I'm Wale Prescription Okay, we are back Psychotic Bump School My name is DJ Rome and I have a very special guest that's returning to us. He's been here before, and he's here to break down the particulars, the basics of what we're facing in terms of our uh, coronavirus coverage out in the media right now. So he's here to break it down a little bit for us. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bump School, the good brother, Dr. Reggie Robinson. Dr. Robinson, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing, brother? Oh, we're doing well. Uh, Dr. Robinson, as you can recall, is a cardiologist. Uh, he's based on the East Coast, so I'm really excited to have him here. So as you've been hearing, I'm quite sure, good brother, there's a lot of coverage 
of what's been termed coronavirus. What can you tell us about the particulars of this particular ensuing pandemic and uh, what myths can you dispel to help out our audience? Dr. Reggie Robinson. So basically they've been calling this coronavirus, if you'll, if you'll see it uh, listed in reports as COVID, C-O-V-I-D-19. Yes. The C is for, C-O is uh, corona, the V-I is virus, and the D is disease. And 19, of course, is 19, uh, 2019. And it's from a family that we've seen. Coronavirus has been around for forever, causing animal um, infections. And you may have remembered the SARS outbreak, um, mm. the severe acute respiratory syndrome or SARS. It's in the family of SARS. So mm. that uh, when we heard the epidemic of SARS, that came from an animal transmitted to human, and then it spread from human to human. Uh, and now we have this new, they've, you may have heard them say novel coronavirus, novel just meaning new. So it's a new strand of the coronavirus that came out of the, the Wuhan region of, of, uh, of China and now being spread from uh, human to human. Yeah. Uh, and people are um, reacting to this. Uh, it, it's been all of our news and it's starting to have some very, uh, you know, pretty significant financial implications in terms of even just the entertainment industry as one as they've been shutting down some major, major festivals, including uh, South by Southwest and Austin, Texas, as one example. So what can you tell us about what you know about how pervasive it has become since it was uh, first discovered uh, in uh, China? Um, the, the widespreadness of it, can you talk about that a little bit in terms of East Coast, West Coast, across the United States? Well, it's been spreading um, pretty quickly all over, really. It's over 200 and something plus cases identified in the U.S. And first case we you know, start hearing about is the death in Washington state and moving down to California, just up the block here from D.C. and Montgomery County, uh, Maryland. And it's just on the East Coast, it may be a little trickier because this is still cold and flu season. So a lot of the symptoms are similar to what we see as the colon flu. So when we have the flu outbreak, influenza outbreak, and we are talking about getting your flu shot, the regular influenza virus can be deadly to someone that's in a compromised state. So the elderly with severe disease, heart failure, or someone who has pneumonia or COPD, that's not good for them either. As well as people that have had um, immunotherapy like cancer patient who's had who had uh, chemotherapy and their immune systems are weaker or the young so mm -hmm. we should take all the same precautions as we would for say influenza um, but this has uh, been put more in the spotlight since it's a new virus and we're really just coming to try to get ahead of it with looking at testing kits um, as well as vaccines which vaccines generally take years to produce oh wow uh, what can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit more about how it's transmitted? Is it uh, strictly person to person? In the, um, yeah, this particular uh, coronavirus through droplet, what we call droplet. Um, if someone's sneezing, coughing, and, you know, one of the things and the precautions we tell people if they're coughing, cough into the sleeve of their elbow or, and you want to certainly make sure you clean that because it can last in fabric for a while and try not to just cough into your bare hands or 
keep your mouth uncovered because those droplets can stay in the air and someone else breathes them in. Uh, you can touch them and touch your face and transmit it through, through those measures as well. So they can uh, survive on surfaces. So it's important to try to clean surfaces that are you know, in the high traffic area. So if you're going into a public restroom, doing some of the proper things with washing your hands for 20 minutes, I mean, 20 seconds, um, flushing with some paper towel instead of using your bare hands again, or if you can use something to cut the water uh, on and off and to be able to get in and out of bathrooms, trying to do that same kind of um, uh, measure with not just using your bare hands that you just washed. So by droplets, that's the main uh, way of spread. Mm. Okay, so they've been talking about, um, I've heard about the hand washing and making sure, being sure to be very thorough with that. Um, hand sanitizer, I've heard is not quite as effective. Uh, what can you tell us about the face mask? I've seen people wear that around. Uh, how effective is that for people who have been identified as having it versus those who don't? Well, for the hand sanitizers, not all hand sanitizers are effective. You have to get something with 60% alcohol, something that's a little more uh, virocidal. Like you may have heard a term bactericidal, but certain percentage of alcohol content can kill a lot of viruses that are out on surfaces. Mm. The uh, mask, uh, that's a tricky one as well because, you know, certain, uh, the CDC certainly recommends someone who's been diagnosed with it to have on. And if you're going into contact with them, say a healthcare worker, or you're living in this setting with someone who's on isolation, um, but you're not quite as sure that everyone's walking around with a, a face mask is going to decrease their chance of having it. Because again, it can be on your skin, your hand, you go home and not wash appropriately. So those are the main steps that you really should be focusing on. And just being aware, um, again, it's gonna be a little tough. You don't wanna start discriminating against people and panicking everyone who has a sneeze doesn't have coronavirus. Right, right. Uh, well, let's talk about that for a second because people who sneeze, um, which if any populations are perhaps a little more vulnerable. Um, if someone is up in age and they're already dealing with other ailments versus a, a newborn uh, with a freshly acquired uh, immune system, uh, how can you articulate some of those differences in terms of the various vulnerabilities? So just as you mentioned, the, the, the newborns, they are developing their immune system that we have in a, that are important to fighting off infections, whether it's a bacteria or a virus. So bacteria, we have, quote, antibiotics. But viruses, they change so often, so there is no, quote, antiviral um, that's just out on the market. There's, there are things that can slow things down. Uh, the elderly, as you mentioned, uh, in particular, they can have weaker immune systems as well if they have other chronic medical conditions, like in particular COPD or other lung issues. Someone who's been treated with chemotherapy and have a, a weakened immune system. Uh, someone who's had major surgery and that can also weaken their, <clears throat> excuse me, weaken their immune system as well. So those are the the, the higher risk patients or people in general. So a young, healthy, vibrant person, uh, they may not be at higher risk of having those same worst outcomes as those populations. Okay. And regionally, because you, you mentioned also being East Coast versus West Coast, 
Uh, it's a little colder where you are relative to uh, being out here on the West Coast, as I think you used to be briefly. Um, any additional precautions that might be necessary or what out here could we guard against in terms of California? Uh, we respond to, to weather a little bit differently <laughs> than y'all do out there. <laughs> so uh, we can right. probably take certain things for granted, not recognize certain uh, uh, signs. Uh, what recommendations would you offer to someone living out here on the West Coast, where in fact, like you said, there have been some identified cases out here in Washington? Yeah, so the, the symptoms are similar to the garden variety flu. You, you might get uh, one of the things you look out for are fevers, chills, cough. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that would probably be odd this time of year in California since it's pretty warm. Not too odd here in the East Coast when it's still cold and flu and uh, flu, se flu season. And now we're running into allergy season as well, particularly here in D.C. So you're going to have your cough and your runny nose and post-nasal drip. Um, so if you develop any of these symptoms and it's sort of out of the norm, especially if a fever is attached to it, then you should uh, certainly contact your primary physician first. But don't just walk in there with, you know, with a cough and those symptoms. You might want to call ahead first so they can be aware and be ready for you when you do come and, and have masks there when you come there and uh, other hygiene products because that person can become a vector as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, as far as quarantining, because we know that there have been some ships that have come back and uh, passengers have not been allowed to uh, unboard uh, for purposes of, you know, precautions. And um, what is it, I mean, I've been wanting to ask this too, what is it about cruise ships? Is it just because of where they're coming or is it, becomes a, is it because of the travel over the water that the, 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 the transmission of viruses over water or large strands of space? Uh, is there any connection that you can tell from a medical standpoint that makes cruise ships particularly vulnerable to this? So they have a term called community spread. So cruise ships are a big vector of things. You always hear about rotavirus on cruise ship, people getting sick and having diarrhea and things because there's so many people on a confined space for so long. Mm. So they're there touching things. They're there moving things around and they're, and they're not sanitizing like you would expect. Um, so it's the it's that community space or being in close contact that makes it the big risk of being on cruise ships and they're going to different ports people come from all over to go on cruises so from a, as, as it relates to airplanes you know someone from dc they're going to fly to california you're going to get different people from different places but a lot of times they're going to be folks that live in the area that are going somewhere or trying to get back home from cruises on cruises you might have people fly from all over to to that port of disembarking and then get on that same ship and it spent a lot of time in close contact with a lot of different people yeah and you know we just went to a concert not too long ago i mean it wasn't a gigantic festival but there were a considerable amount of people there and it makes us now uh we have to be a lot more proactive. Uh, if nothing else, just, you know, conversations like this will certainly increase our awareness. 
as we're speaking, Dr. Reggie Robinson, we're speaking to cardiologist Dr. Reggie Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, and we're, we're talking about the coronavirus. Uh, he's helping us to understand its conditions and its impact on our society. And as we're speaking right now, Dr. Robinson, I'm getting messages uh, from Northern California schools. They are closing down. They're sending out a notification right now as we speak. And this is real. This is something that we, we can't just simply just uh, go to work if we're not feeling well. We, we have to really be careful with this and take the necessary precautions that Dr. Robinson is sharing with us so that we can do what we can to contain this. So people in the industry of schools, for example, I mean, if we break this down, we talked about the entertainment industry and already the huge financial implications that are gonna be uh, incurred there. If you're around a lot of people, and that's the industry you work in, airports, uh, school systems, campuses, preschools, hospitals, come on. I mean, yeah. in what ways are employees, workers like you, myself, um, any way you can estimate the, the pulse of people's reaction to this and their sense of uh, their level or capacity to contain uh, the, the spread of myths and, you know, how, how, what do you think, how well do you think we're doing as far as containing the, um, the panic that is sure to unfold, especially from these messages that I get right now that uh, industries are directly now being impacted? So uh, taking my industry in, as an example, and our health system, MedStar, has put out so much. Uh, every every you know, other day, there's a, a memo that goes out to physician, all the staff about updates. And these updates come from the CDC. So to get more detailed information, you should go to the CDC web cam uh, website, and they'll give you everything that you need to know. And those are the scientists that go behind it and they're supposed to be nonpartisan, non-political that will give you the updates. Um, from a health healthcare perspective, you have to look at actually protecting the healthcare worker, not only in the hospital, but EMS providers. So how do you do that when they're out on a run to go to someone's house for something else? Um, you know, this is sort of anxiety provoking. So just keeping in mind some of the things that you would do if uh, if you had the flu, you wouldn't want to go into work so that you can spread the disease or your garden variety flu to someone else. Mm -hmm. Other companies, say up in Seattle, they've told, like Google and um, Facebook and some other larger industries have told their uh, their their uh, staff to work from home. Um, mm -hmm. And some other things are still up in the air that maybe they'll have to work at home for the rest of the month. Starbucks is taking away bringing in your own. Um, refill, refilling cups into the stores for now. Oh, wow. So it's really affecting industries. And when you think about people that they may not have a lot of PTO or paid time off, exactly, they're not getting paid if they have to stay at home. So that's a real issue. Exactly. And how do we look at that for helping finance them in some kind of way? <laughs> um, in, in school systems, um, they have to be careful, of course. That's a you know, that's some of the germiest places that you can go. You know, our, you know, people who've had kids that go to school, they always come home with something, a sniffle or, mm -hmm. um, and just, just doing the, the same standards that you would want, just keeping things clean, keeping some, some hand sanitizer that's at least 60% alcohol to wipe down things, wipe down surfaces. And, and you can't do everything about the millions of viruses. And um, uh, so I wouldn't want people to, 
to to actually just lock themselves up in the house unless they're they've been diagnosed with it then they shouldn't go out and expose other people to it yeah yeah and get the facts and the information um i'm gonna have you plug that uh website one more time before we let you go but uh you mentioned sars earlier um i vaguely remember something called bird flu i'm not sure yeah. how this compares to that um given the, the the various viral outbreaks that you mentioned earlier um your general optimism as far as um the eventuality of its containment uh where do you stand right now as somebody who works as a um physician in the industry always optimistic but when it comes to a virus you can't predict really i mean you like to say things to make people feel better or not um i think that the cdc itself is stepping up getting out more kits testing more uh quicker i mean or kick quicker than they have been, I think it caught a lot of people off guard. And I think the more they're allowed to do their job without having politics become a role, I think um, it'll be better so that they can inform more people. They're getting rolling out from 75,000 kids up to over a million kids uh, out around the country to, to actually test for it. Yes. So I don't want to be the one to say, oh, well, you shouldn't do this or do that. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Well, we need that. Because, um, you know, as we try to keep this neutral and away from politics, you, you landed on something really important. If people have to take time off of work and they may not have the time available, they don't have sick days. I used to be a substitute teacher, Dr. Robinson. And so I remember mm-hmm. what it's like to work day to day. And if you don't work, you don't get paid. And so right, right. if you have extended periods of being incapable of going to work, that's going to have some serious financial implications. And again, uh, the Affordable Care Act is another issue. Um, you know, there are a lot of people depending on these services that are possible only through acts such as the Affordable Care Act. So they, it, it's touching upon so many things. And so the most important thing is to get the information and that's what you're providing with us. So thank you so much for uh, sharing all of this with us. Uh, once again, can you plug that website where people can stay informed about what to do during this time? It's the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. And, and I was gonna also mention that I believe Stanford um, closing all its winter, winter uh, classes. So wow. that's gonna affect students, right? There's graduation time, there are classes, they are you know, push things back. So it's affecting a lot of industries. Hmm. I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm glad they're taking the precaution, but it, it just highlights once again that this is not a hoax, this is real. And so I believe also that we will get through it, but I think that uh, it would behoove us uh, greatly to take the science very seriously and uh, to to heed what's in front of us right now. So Dr. Reggie Robinson, I know this was short notice, but thank you so much for coming back. Uh, You're welcome to come back anytime, okay? Can you do this again for us whenever we need you? (laughs) Sure, sure, my pleasure. Okay, that's Dr. Reggie Robinson, cardiologist on the East Coast. This is KCWG, thetruth.com. This program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after this. Hey, what's happening? This is Mark Maxwell, host of Rise, heard on KPFK. But right now, you're listening to one of my influences, the good brother DJ Rome on Psychotic Bump School. You know, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul.